0: Embark on a journey of faith, fellowship and discovery with Vision Tours as you experience Australia's rich Christian heritage firsthand. Visit Christian heritage sites and museums in Sydney and across the Blue Mountains on this 10-day tour. Understand the people and events that shaped the fledgling colony with Outback historian Dr. Paul Rowe. Join like-minded people this November with Vision Tours. See tour dates, highlights and inclusions at vision.org.au slash tours.
1: Life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision.
2: And uh, we have a very special uh, three guests joining us right now uh, discussing something that uh, is causing more stress on marriage than anything else, but uh, thankfully we're also going to be getting some tips to help you. Marriage and money is our topic today. Conflict over money is the number one cause of divorce in Australia. Furthermore, more than 50% of households live month to month, and now with the rapidly rising cost of living, many couples are feeling significant pressure. But there is good news. God has a plan for your marriage and your finances, and strong finances can help build strong marriages that can withstand the toughest storms. Now we are joined by three very special guests as mentioned today, Brett and Kate Ryan from Focus on the Family Australia, uh, specialise in helping marriages and families stay strong, And they have identified that financial pressure is one of the biggest issues that marriages face. And also we've got uh, Alex Cook joining us from Wealth With Purpose uh, to offer some helpful tips and advice. And answer your calls as well. We'll open the talkback line shortly uh, to take your calls on this uh, topic of marriage and money. But a big welcome this morning to Brett and Kate Ryan and Alex Cook. Good Good morning. Good Good to be with you. So good to have you guys in. So you all in uh, the Melbourne a studio at the moment and together because you are doing uh, the marriage and money webinars oh sorry seminars again uh yeah you know, face to face which is uh, very cool to you know be able to uh, once again be out and about and, and uh, actual you- fact,
1: we actually went to uh, to do some filming yesterday for our doing the the conference so six sessions so we filmed all six sessions all in one one uh go and uh, and hopefully, that'll be all ready for 2024, ready to be able to be available because we've had so many people inquire to say, we would like to go to a conference, but we live in X and we've only been to Y.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, that's, I guess, once again, great resources that are available for uh, people to you know, take advantage of, whether it be a face-to-face seminar, webinar, or something else. But uh, tell us a bit more about these Marriage and Money seminars. You are doing those... Uh, at the moment, there's some running over the next couple of weeks in in Sydney, Adelaide, and uh, was it Newcastle, the other one as well?
0: Yep, that's right, Newcastle. Uh, so got two in Sydney, Sydney North, Sydney South, uh, Newcastle and Adelaide. Yeah, so they're going to go for about an hour and a half, I think, yep. in, in total. So Brett and Kate do a session together on the marriage and the, the challenges of the relationship side of things. And I uh, do the the money side, and obviously the cost of living pressures that many Aussies are feeling at the moment. So uh, yeah, it's sort of a bit of a you know, it, it feels like uh, a uh, what do you what do you call it a fire hose coming at you yeah. <laughs> for an hour. And a half. But yeah, lots of just really good uh, you know tidbits of wisdom you know from from the Bible. Uh, that will really bless people. And if they, you know, they just implement little simple things, mm. can really
1: help their marriages along. And we're really encouraging people. A lot of people say, oh, if I go to a marriage seminar, it means I've got a problem with my marriage. But we find that people who come want to just do better. They just want to have those little one percenters, as Kate and I often refer to, to actually improve the health and well-being of our relationship. And uh, and if we can get the communication side of things going well, have an understanding where the other person's coming from and their past, their experiences, their experiences, their Family of origin, and then have some practical tips from Alex on budgets and debt, and all those things that we get a bit prickly about. There's so much needed in our society today, because as you said in your opening remarks, if we get our foundation mm. of healthy relationship right, it can actually flow onto the way that we manage our finances. I
3: was going to say that's just actually taking it right back to the foundation. Often that is where you've got to start, because if mm. we've m- most commonly we make mistakes right back at the beginning yeah. and we need to get that right and start again.
2: Hopefully I haven't made too many mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And look, you, the reality is, is, as we've heard, uh, you know, conflict over money is, you know, a, a huge part of, you know, relationships, you know, being under strain and or, you know, dissolving. Uh, so, you know, we mm-hmm. want to see, you know, uh, these foundations built up so that we don't have that continuing and, yeah, you know, obviously there is a lot of pressure at the moment. There's lots, lots changing. Uh, lots of things that are, you know, coming in from left field sometimes. So we want to make sure that we've got that, you know, strong uh, financial uh, arrangements within a marriage can certainly, you know, take a, a lot of that pressure away, doesn't it?
1: Very much so, because we've seen the the increase uh, of people paying mortgages or rent. Uh, the cost of living is increasing, and uh, when you don't have as much in the bank account or just as much coming in, that's when tensions rise up. And um, But it doesn't have to be that way. We can still do life and do it well and manage it um, constructively and cohesively and be united, that's the ideal. Um, because we all come from different backgrounds. One may be a spender, one may be a, a saver, and that already, if you have that situation, it, it, it's open for tension and conflict. But we need we need to encourage people to get on the same page as best we can.
3: And I think too, you know, the theology around money and understanding the purpose of money in a relationship. Um, and I think if we get that right, and understanding that all money belongs to God, uh, then you know the springboard from that is huge. Uh, because, it, but if you can, you need to get on that same page together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, understanding that, because if one has that um, understanding and one doesn't, and then one says, well, this is the way to do it, then there can be a lot of tension. And, you know, we want to do that and talk about those kind of issues in a really respectful and honouring way.
0: Mm. That's good. I I think... um, Tough times like this are actually an opportunity. Mm. You know, we we kind of tend to think there's a negative, but both in terms of the marital relationship itself, yes, you know, we can become complacent mm. and and things. When it's only when tough times come that we realise that we haven't actually necessarily done it that well, mm. and, and likewise with the money side of it. And so, it's an opportunity, I think, to you know. Work on your marriage and to work on your finances. Tough times sharpen you up, yeah. And also, from a relationship with God perspective, it, it forces you to think: mm, Do I really trust God? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you start learning really f- valuable faith lessons. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. And so, in that sense, it's uh, an
1: opportunity. So. It's actually interesting you should Mm -hmm. say that because the research is is telling us that as couples go through hardship and they go through the difficulties, Mm -hmm. it actually draws them closer together. If they persevere, if they work through it and actually makes them happier, healthier, and their longevity is actually saying, hey, we got through this, we can get through the next thing. And it builds up that spiritual muscle that God got us through this battle. The next battle comes along, we go, you know. We've got a bit of a track record. God has yeah. been ever faithful. God has been very um, gracious. gracious yeah. and good to us. He'll get us through this next one. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you know, money suddenly turns up. it yeah. could <laughs> it could. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also that leaning into God and leaning into each other to say, hey, we can do this together. Regardless. Absolutely. And then you also become a blessing to
0: others, mm. like your own kids for a start, but also a blessing to other marriages because you can share what you went through and share your wisdom, your war stories. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And we all learn together. Yeah. So I
1: love sharing war stories.
2: <laughs> well, <out> Alex, <laughs> just talk some more about that because, it, as Brett just said, I mean, money doesn't necessarily turn up. So oftentimes it's actually more of a change of perspective then a change of circumstances that we're actually looking for. And then, you know, maybe over time, but it's not necessarily a quick fix uh, with some of these situations. So what's the important uh, principle, I guess, in that, uh, Alex, as far as, uh, I guess, changing our perspective around uh, our finances and, uh, I guess, as has been already said, being on the same page? Yeah, look, I think you hit the uh, the nail on the The head with
0: the word (laughs) perspective – uh, and Kate sort of touched on it before, mm. with the idea that it, it is God's money, and and I like to give a, a sort of a definition. I admit I stole this from a website, stewardship.com, <laughs> but they have this fabulous uh, definition of stewardship, and they they say uh, stewardship is managing God's blessings in God's ways for God's glory. Yeah, beautiful. And uh, you know, I think the reality is, if you live in Australia, you're enormously blessed. Uh, I mean, compared to so much of the world, we are miles in front. Um, Are we doing it God's ways? And that's where I think, obviously, for, for many of us and many listeners, and, and Brett and Kate and myself, you know, mm-hmm. at some point the wheels fall off because we're not always doing it God's ways. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, you know, there's an opportunity to realign, if you like, our finances with God's word. Mm-hmm. You know, if you took just as a simple example, you know, the Bible never says debt is sinful, but it is a wisdom issue. And some people will have too much debt. And so the wisdom yeah. issue there is to do it God's way and not become enslaved to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, for God's glory, well, that means, you know, let's start having an eternal perspective with our money and saying, well, this is God's money, and I'm here on earth for a very short time. As a couple, we should be sowing into things that are going to last and and being li- living generous lives. and Because that takes the focus off yourself and makes the focus on, sure. on others and yeah. building God's kingdom helping those that are in need, building our churches. Yeah, you know, there's so many great things you can do with money, yeah. and that, as you say, um is the perspective issue. And so having that biblical perspective is, I think, uh, you know, transformational. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm, So true. Now we mentioned that you guys have some seminars coming up. Uh, People can find out more about that, by the way, at marriageandmoney.com.au. So go to marriageandmoney.com.au to get the details of where – uh, it's going to be over the next uh, couple of weeks. But you also did some seminars earlier in the year. We had the Marriage of Money live stream, of course, back in, was it February? Yeah. I think it seems like such, such a long time ago, but uh, it was earlier <laughs> this year. Then you did a, a mini tour after that. What were some of the stories? What were some of the things that you were hearing from people as you were traveling the country? Um, I guess you know maybe some of the, the you know, problems, but also some of the things where people were you know, talking about a turnaround
1: we were really encouraged by a number of people who just said, "Look, it seems it you just made it so simple, mm-hmm. and it's maybe the the simplicity that um is foreign to people because people think oh, it must be very complicated we must we 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 have to you know do algorithms and we have to do spreadsheets and we have to do all these things, but sometimes it's simply just a, making a few minor adjustments, mm-hmm. one is having for example a date a, a money date having a conversation." No one. Everyone feels safe. We're going to be talking about our finances. We're going to be looking about setting some goals and some budgets. Everyone is on the same page. And then we can say, hey, Kate, let's set up some – everyone said, that's so simple. I can do that. Mm. And that empowers them. And it builds that momentum. And they achieve one goal, then they can start another one. And they can start looking at uh, small to medium and then to long term. And what we really want to, to do is to empower people to, as Alex said, you know, to be God-honoring with our finances, to hold it loosely, to say, it's all God's, what can I do and how can I use this in the best way, that stewardship? But at the same time, we also want to have long-lasting, God-honoring marriages and relationships that other people are going to be drawn to. And your children are watching, as Alex was sharing before, and they're watching and observing and saying, that's how Mum and dad do it. That's how I want to do it as well.
3: Mm. I think. I think, though, for some people where their communication is a bit complicated, they need to work on that area before they even address money. Yeah. Um. Because yeah. if they cannot confront bigger issues well, then a discussion around money is not going to go well. Mm. Uh, because they don't know how to take. Uh, and I suppose they would see it as criticism even if it's constructive. And so we have to get to a point where we we talk about how we communicate, how we're going to respect each other and honour each other as we talk about bigger issues. Um, And so that might be even the first step how do we communicate around the big issues and if we're doing it poorly, let's work on that first Mm. before we start talking about these big things Mm. Uh, because you don't want to do any damage. The aim is to come out better Mm. and so setting goals even just around communication first could be the one step. All right, we have not done this well. Let's work on that first And then we will sit and talk about money or whatever the other issues are within our marriage. Because otherwise, there's a a huge blow up. And as we all know, physiologically, when we come into something that causes us stress, we can automatically go into flight and fight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And right there, you are never resolving anything. (laughs) So we have to be wise. Don't, you know, rocking up and and going, right, we're going to talk about money. Well, we fight about everything. (laughs) Okay, well, let's work out how to manage that first before we then sit down and talk about these other things.
2: That's a really good point. There isn't necessarily an instant cure when it comes to pressure uh, from uh, the financial pressure that comes, and then that can add to pressure within a marriage relationship. But I just want to pick up on something that Kate was saying uh, just before that song about, I guess, miscommunication and how sometimes... Yeah, you know, miscommunication can really be a driver towards conflict, particularly within money. What are some uh, some ways that we can sort of overcome miscommunication when it comes to finances and then the relationship aspects of that? Oh gosh. How long's the program? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, look, there are quite a few, but I think entering into any conversation you have to go in with the idea that you don't want to do harm to the other person.
1: Yeah, so you've got to guard your own heart.
3: Yes, and you've you've got to see the other person as precious and has intrinsic value, separate from anything else. It doesn't matter what their opinion is, whether it's different from yours, and that's really annoying you, um, and they should think the way that you do, uh, but that that's, you know, we're two separate people, and if we all thought exactly the same thing. I can tell you life would be pretty dull. Mm. Um, But when it comes to sitting down, I mean, we had a couple bring up one of the issues that they were facing at one of our conferences. And that was going, you know, going to sending your children to a private school or a Christian school. And because the finances were tight, yet they had committed to doing that. And so, you know, Alex will probably talk about it, you know, if your values align, if you both agree, um, then, and you see it as something that's going to add value, and you see it as a priority, then you have to make sacrifices elsewhere. Mm. But if you don't, then there needs to be another discussion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the challenges uh, is, as couples. We're, we're different to each other. Mm. And of course, one of the things Brett and Kate talk a lot about in their, what we call family of origin. Mm. And that is the fact that we're all shaped differently from our past experiences, from our childhood, from our our parents, our friends, et cetera, that have shaped who we are. And uh, that's, that's a positive thing in one sense, but it also can lead to obviously conflict because you've got a difference in opinion and a difference in behavior, difference in habits. Uh, difference in cultures often. Mm. Mm. So, for example, you might have grown up in a family that are, are natural spenders, which was probably my family. <laughs> and there are others where money was really tight and they, they were hoarders. You know, they, they didn't spend any money. They held on to every cent really tightly. Um, and likewise, you have a situation where one partner went to a private school, the other went to public mm. school. And so there's a, a different sense of what's best and and what's not. Mm. And, of course, as, as couples, we've ultimately got to find – a, a solution, mm-hmm. and that's that's where the tensions can can lie. Yeah. And of course, there's the the money. Reality is that sometimes things uh, are affordable, some think, times they're not,
1: and uh, and that's when tough decisions have to be made Very and working so. working together. And that's right. where our young couples actually get into sorts sort of strife. They they want the the things that mum and dad had, and that it's yeah. taken twenty to thirty years to acquire, but they want yeah. it there and here mm. and now. Yeah, that's right. And they, Want to have the bells and whistles, yeah. and they get, they spend up. They put a lot on the credit card, and they don't have an understanding of the bigger picture. That you know, the, that it is as Kate often talks about. It's a marathon. You have to work through yeah. these issues and knowing that can we do with with less. And we often refer to living beneath your means, not mm. within your means. And a lot of people go <laughs> beyond their means, mm. but we want to go beneath the means. And so it, whatever is coming in, we want to spend less than that, and we still want to continue to maintain a, a lifestyle that we 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 would like, or but not necessarily have to have, but what we, we could do. And as Kate already has identified, sometimes it takes sacrifice.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah, for
1: sure. Exactly. So, Depending on what is, what are your values and what are your priorities, something's got to give because you can't live, uh, you know, a five-star lifestyle on a you know two-star budget.
2: Yeah, so true. Yeah. Just a reminder that the phone lines are open. We're taking your calls today on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. If you've got a question for Brett and Kate and Alex Cook uh, from Wealth with Purpose, you can call through with your questions on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Now, guys, obviously, when you're doing these uh, seminars uh, around the country, you're hearing some of these questions. You just mentioned, Kate, about that question about, you know, what sort of school to put the kids into. What are some other things that uh, that couples are talking about or raising when they're at these seminars that you're running?
1: Well, I'll ask the question and I'll get Alex to give the answer.
2: Yep. (laughs) Sounds like a smart move.
1: (laughs) Some people have this uh, tension between should I get insurance Mm. Uh, because, you know, I believe in God. I believe that He can protect me. No harm will come to me. I won't get injured. I won't get sick. Should I get insurance or not get insurance? Over to you, Alex. Yeah. Look at the great and this has come up a lot in uh,
0: ever since we started the ministry. Some people think will say, "I shouldn't have insurance because if I do, then I'm not trusting in God." Mm-hmm. And to me, it, that's the wrong way to look at it. To me, it's ultimately a wisdom issue, and ultimately. There's, a, I think, just a straight-out acknowledgement from, you know, reading Genesis, you see the fall of man, yeah. and all of a sudden, the world changed. And uh, we live in a fallen world, and, and things happen. So, yeah. I mean, I could give you all the stats under the sun. For example, one in three men get cancer, one in four women, and, you know, I could reel off all the health stats there is. And the reality is most listeners will know someone where something's happened to them, they either had an accident or a health issue. And to me, insurance is ultimately not about making your family wealthy, but it is about protecting them Mm. from hardship. And so it's really a wisdom issue. And I think, you know, God created us with these amazing bodies, amazing amazing brains, and the idea is that we think through the issues. Mm. And there's a great passage in Proverbs that says – A sensible man watches for problems ahead and prepares Mm. to meet them. The simpleton never looks and suffers the consequences. Mm. So, you know, we just know from the circumstances around us, from friends, from family, that bad things do often happen to Mm -hmm. good people. Mm. And therefore, we should prepare for those things. And insurance to me is just about being uh, prepared for the, you know, the rainy day that occurs in in our life because we're Mm. all going to face those challenges. And, uh, you know, I've had people when I've done seminars, I remember very distinctly about 15, 20 years ago, I was doing this seminar and, you know, a lot of people just nodding their heads. But after the seminar finished, this lady came up to me and she said, oh, she said, my husband died recently of cancer and he had a really big insurance policy. And she said, that made all the difference in my Mm -hmm. life. She said, had he not had that? I would have had to have gone back to work. I wouldn't have been able to retire, you know, a whole range of things, negative yes. things that would have occurred had her husband not had that life insurance policy. And, you know, there may be listeners here, maybe you do have your kids in Christian school, you know, what would be the impact if you don't have that insurance in place? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's it's ultimately, it's a wisdom issue. Yes, you've got to be sensible with the affordability side of it. Um, but, yeah, we, we have a
1: responsibility to try and protect our families with mm-hmm. Best I can. really love that concept. It's not a lack of faith. You just have to say, What's, what could happen to my family mm. if the worst thing could happen to me takes place? Mm. And that could be, it could be an injury. It could be just an illness. Whatever it may be, there is a domino effect. And so that's what you're trying to prevent. That's what the insurance is for.
2: Mm. Yeah, so true. And uh, Brett, you were saying um, before about uh, when people are, have been attending these ones, you've been doing some earlier in the year. But uh, you've had some interesting feedback during the event with people sort of wishing uh, that they had sort of known something earlier. Well,
1: there was two things that often people say. One is, um, where were you 20 years ago? You would have saved us (laughs) a lot of heartache. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and a follow-up question would be, I wish my family or friends were here because they mm. need it. Mm. And it's not so much they you're in crisis, but they're actually saying this will be beneficial for them. Mm. Mm. And, uh, and a follow-up, a, a subplot would be there should be more people here. There should be more people because we know – and that's what the the data is supporting us and, and encouraging us that there is the need is great, mm. but we see a high level of apathy that people go, oh, you know, the typical Australian, she'll be right, mate, mm-hmm. and uh, and and aren't proactive. And we're not just saying it for the sake of it to say to have large numbers. We just want to we want to be a blessing to so mm. many more people yeah. to help them in their marriages, not just and I often say the cliche, not just survive but to thrive, mm. and uh, and. Alex's heart with wealth of purpose we want you know want to be able to formulate these good habits now mm. that can actually they continue to flow on to help their future generations but actually continue to be generous elsewhere as well so that's what we had to do we had to be good stewards with our finances and we need to be good stewards with our spouses as well mm. you know how can i bring out the best in my spouse how can i bring Uh, them to uh, fulfill God's given gifts and talents. And that's part of my role as a husband. And that's the same as for Kate to be our number one cheerleaders and also number one critic, earn that right, because I get the front row seat to all of our floors. Um, And and we just have a great desire to see families and relationships be the best they possibly can be with God in center.
2: Mm. Yeah, so true. I just want to read this message that we've had come in. And I want to remind it too, that uh, the phone lines are open. 1-800-316-316 if you uh, want to call through with a question, uh, whether it be finance and or marriage related. But we had this uh, message come through from Graham. He says, a year ago, we, or probably more me, uh, were struggling, but we were feeling some financial pressure and stress looking to the future, knowing we had a mortgage and running our own small business. However, I've been following and applying tips from each of your guests for a few years now. And when things became too much we reviewed all our finances and through God's provision over the last 10 years we were able to sell off our business assets and pay out our mortgage and I've been st- I've since started a new hobby which has lots of ministry opportunities has improved my health and we are able to give generously as needed with the Holy Spirit's prompting so he says thank you Alex Brett and Kate I hope this may help people make similar decisions with their own businesses and free up their family life rebuild their marriages and give glory to god for his provision so there's a bit of positive feedback for you guys
1: i just i want to make note of it when he said his health improved Mm. because we do know stress has a physiological component to it it affects our uh, our bodies but it also affects our relationships and when we actually reduce that stress reduce the anxiety and the tension then we can start making more um uh, effective decisions and we're not in that angst all the time or that that friction, and then they can then start improving, making those decisions that you both feel good about. And that's what we want to do at these seminars, to make people help them make good decisions that they both feel good about.
0: Yeah, and as I was listening to that, uh, you know, that quote, I I was thinking, um, it just shows the power of God's word to change, because everything uh, Brett and Kate teach and everything I teach, it's just straight out of the Bible. It's not my my wisdom, it's just straight out of God's word. And when you do apply it, it works. And it, I mean, it may not be instant for a lot of us because, you know, we've got to fix up our mistakes and things along the way. Mm -hmm. When you align your marriage, your relationship, and when you align your finances with God's word, you're getting yourself on the right path. You know, you're repairing things and, you know, you're getting yourself up for the future and for being, as you know, Brett was talking about, you get to thrive, you get to Thrive with your finances. Thrive with your marriage, which is the way God intended.
3: And there's a freedom. Yeah. yeah. There is an absolute freedom to move, I guess, if you're making poor decisions around finances, you're making poor decisions around your relationship. If you free that up by doing it God's way and stop wrestling and mm. thinking, I can do it, I know how. Yeah. Um, I do and it we've myself. All, we've, well, look, we've all done that. You know, because we saw how it was done. Oh, we'll just do it that way. Mm. And then we realized that, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. And so we're challenged by that. And we've got to be prepared to be challenged um, and be prepared to grow and change. Uh, uh, but that, that that comes with choosing to be humble. Yeah. Mm. Um, humility plays a huge part in change mm, yeah. because you are admitting that you don't know how to do it what you were doing wasn't right yeah. and now let's get on the right page do it god's way mm. and you know when when those things are freed up the way god can then use us is enormous because mm. now we're not thinking about finances we're not thinking about the other issues because we've worked on them we we've set things in place we choose to keep doing that but then god goes okay well you know i've got stuff <laughs> but you've been so distracted mm. in the mess that you created mm. Um, but now you're on track and you're trusting me, let's get on with it. Because I think we throw ourselves into a mess.
0: Mm, yeah. When I was thinking, what all those principles you're saying are spot on, mm. but the other one I was going to add to it that I think about while you're talking is forgiveness. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. We've all made mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we need to be forgiven and we need to be willing to forgive. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah. you know, if the bitterness creeps in. Yeah. You know, you know, it gets harder and harder, mm. and and also makes
1: leads to poor decision making. Yeah, oh,
3: absolutely. We had a
1: number of people asking our Q and As at the events um, that that similar scenario when that everything had uh, gone hit the fan. Yes, I wasn't <laughs> going to use those words, but you know, like if she said it's okay, people were
3: thinking uh, it. <laughs>
1: you know, when things didn't go to plan, <clears throat> and then how do they rebuild the trust? How do they rebuild the respect? Mm-hmm. Unilateral, um, bilateral—in the in that you were both in your agreement—and so it's very difficult to rebuild that. But it can be done. It takes mm-hmm. time, and we also recognise there'll be some listeners here saying, "Well, I wish that happened to me." Um, you know, we have to acknowledge there is a tension between the ideal that everyone is in agreement and alignment, and then there's the realities that it's not the case, mm-hmm. and. Both of our ministries are here to help you and serve you. And if we can be of any service in the finances and the relationships, please don't hesitate to reach out and we'll probably send you in the right direction to help you and your relationship be the best that it can be. Yeah, I think,
3: cool. too, adding to all of that is transparency.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: We need to be transparent with each other, you know, that we did stuff up or, you know, that investment owner, I made. Yeah. yeah, even, even yeah. It, you know, I look after the finances in our home. And Praise even, the Lord. But <laughs> even you know an investment you might make. I mean, I, I talk about anything that I do with with Brett prior to doing it, and he will say whatever you think. But 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 <laughs> I but default. But I will then go. You know, something I, I have to do a lot of research before I will invest in something, yeah, you know, there's wisdom in that. Yeah. But if something goes down, like you bought a share and it goes down and you go, oh gosh, and so I will tell Brett, things aren't looking good right now, <laughs> but invariably something will go up again. But at the same time, there's got to be a transparency and go, you know, I made a poor decision on that one, mm. or, you know, how do you want to work that? And so it's it comes back to communication.
2: Mm. Yeah,
0: good point. And knowing you can. Trans- transparency, though, is, is huge. Yeah, it is. Like um, there's a term, when, when you go the other way, it can lead to what they call financial infidelity. Yes. You know, we all think of infidelity in the form of sexual cheating, but it can be financial too. Mm. And I've seen this over the years where one spouse will rack up a heap of debt on the credit card, for example, and not tell the other one until it's a really big problem, like, yeah. like 20 grand or Card debt with huge repayments and interest and so forth. Yeah. And eventually it blows up and it's a lot worse than it could have been. So, transparency.
3: Or gambling. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's that's another mm. big one. Yeah. But just yeah. being with each other. And, uh, and this is why the money dates are important because that's just a chance to lay it all out and talk through it. Yeah. yeah that's a good point.
2: We are taking Enjoy. your calls yep. today. And and- yeah. <laughs> we're, we're taking your calls on 1 800 316. And Steve's given us a call. Uh, from Victoria. Steve, what's your question for Brett, Kate and Alex? Good morning and blessings to you all. Um, My wife's a a pre- believer and I struggle with the concept
1: that when we try and have um, financial discussions um, it
2: always comes back to everyone else is in the same boat, we'll just plod along as well and that's shortens my fuse dramatically how do i defuse a situation like that
3: well actually i just just a small thing is not diminishing either person is really important and so your desire to do something different is fantastic when they say oh well we'll just plot along i would encourage you to say why would you not want to look at it? Um, If we could do better, you know, if I could say to you, if I did this and, you know, in the future, it would look like this, you know, and we'd be doing better, would you not want to give it a go? Um, And so ask a few questions around that because sometimes people are just scared, Mm -hmm. pardon me, scared to not be in the status quo. You know, they go, well, if we make a mistake and we end up worse off, um, but if going to see someone like a financial advisor or, or speaking to someone who's doing it well, um, and, you know, having them come alongside you and go, you know, things can be better, you know, if you're happy for us to take a look. I mean, as a couple, Brett and I, we had a friend who was an accountant and, uh yes. um, he said to us, you know, do you want me to take a look at your budget? Mm. And I said, sure. And, um, and I said, but I can tell you right now <laughs> what our lifestyle and how much money we've got coming in. We were not in, I mean, we had a mortgage, but no other debt. Um, and and then he went away and he looked at it and he came back and he said, good news and bad news, uh, your lifestyle doesn't work. Um, it's God's economy. <laughs> and sometimes God's provision, and I know you're saying you're a pre-believer, But God is extraordinary and He is faithful. And even though the the money that was coming in wasn't looking like, you know, because we were able to buy food to put on the table, we were able to send our kids to school, we were able to do all those things, but yet on paper it didn't actually work. And I think a discussion around, you know, what what do you want to see us look like in the future? Because sometimes we get scared about, changing things Mm. because we don't know how um but if you've got a plan like well can we go and see someone or Mm.
0: talk to a mentor i think a lot of great things there and what i was gonna say is a lot of people their husband and wife are at different stages in the faith journey yeah yeah. and so it's important to treat it as a journey Mm. not we need an instant change now instant result yeah it's a journey um and, uh, yeah, because I think otherwise you're going to cause cause a potential blow eruption up, yep. uh, when it, you should just treat it as, a you know, we're in this together. And Kate sort of touched on the idea that talk about what good would look like. Mm. So rather than be, being the neg- focus on the negative side, of, yeah. this is what
1: we would like it to look like in the mm. future. And that way you can chip away at it and work towards it two other things you could do, Steve, and we really appreciate your question. One is just to simply validate their experiences because Mm -hmm. they're coming from a different perspective and really understand the reluctance or just to ask those probing questions. But the second thing is we love your language about a pre-believer and trying to work that out. And if we can be of any service, don't hesitate to contact us, Steve, and we'll be able to send you some uh, helpful resources to start be the catalyst for some ongoing healthy Mm. conversations.
2: That's you awesome. Know, my, my wife's a pre-believer. So, yeah, I'm, I've been a Christian quite a bit of my life. So, yeah, it's just trying to get my head around and trying to be show the grace that um, we're told to when you get into a conflict over one, well,
1: you know, obviously finances and stuff is a topic today. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so, it's, a, yeah.
2: it's a good question, Stephen. thanks so much for your call today. You can call too on 1-800-316-316. We probably have time for. One more call this morning. So, call through one 316 as we speak with uh, Brett and Kate Ryan from Focus on the Family Australia, and also Alex Cook from Wealth with Purpose. Uh, just uh, coming back, I mean, there's a you kind of have been alluding a little bit in that last uh, response uh, to fear, I guess, and fear can be a, a big you know, contributor to conflict, can't it? You know, when there's you know uncertainty, and you know, obviously that you know with everything that's going on. Uh, economically at the moment, that can lead to fear. How can we sort of uh, overcome fear when it comes to uh, you're talking about finances?
0: Yeah, well, look, this is where I think the faith factor kicks in. Mm. Um, I mean, fear is very problematic in the sense that it leads to uh, potentially poorer decision-making, uh, but also from a Christian living, like living out the Christian faith. Um, when you're fearful, you tend to withhold so you're far less likely mm. to be generous and so forth and so into things when you're fearful about the future. So it can be very debilitating, if you like, and bad, just bad for your health, physical and mental. Mm. Um, but that's where I think where God is calling us into that relationship with him and, and walking closer with him. And really, I always say to people, you've got to learn about God and also learn – to, to have that intimate relationship with him. So there's mm. two parts to it, because we need to understand that God is supernatural and that he's above and beyond yeah. our circumstances. Yeah. So, you know, God can make it right. He, he can literally do whatever he likes. And mm. so we need to have that understanding of God's amazing power. and that And for many people, they struggle with God's love and don't and don't realize actually how much God loves them and actually wants to help them. So having that really good understanding of who God is and His character is critical, but then also taking that to the relational side, where you actually spend time with God. you you pray about these things. God wants to walk with you mm-hmm. and and walk alongside you. And so fear, as I say, is debilitating, but you can overcome that by walking, knowing who God is and walking closely. With him, and then of course, then you add in the practical stuff as well, like doing the budgets and getting out of debt. All that sort of stuff is then dealing with the practical side of it. So, if you like, there's a spiritual side and a practical side.
3: I think one an important thing, and this is around the theology of money and prosperity. I think mm-hmm. is God is not a genie. We don't just pray and use our prayers to rub the magic lamp and go, God will answer my prayers the way I want and I'm going to have all the money I want and my family is just going to, you know. Mm. That kind Mm. of theology is dangerous. Mm. Uh, God wants us to trust him. He knows what we need Mm. to grow and to grow closer to him. And sometimes having a lot of money can pull people away. I mean, a lot of scriptures uh, talk about money and the heart. And so you've got to be very mindful that God knows where we're at in our journey. And so some people may not be able to handle a lot of money, and he knows that. Mm. And so, and what it would do to them. And so there's wisdom in there. You know, we've got to trust that God knows what we're capable of and what he wants to actually do in us. And that might be with money or without it.
1: Yeah, the Apostle and Paul trusting. was great. The Apostle Paul was great with it. He says, "I learn to be content with much, or with yeah. little." Yeah, yeah. and it's, that's right. And so. Money is not the uh, answer to all of our problems no. because I know people who are very wealthy and they've still got lots of problems. That's and right. I know people who have got very little, but mm-hmm. they're very content and very, very fulfilled in their lives yes. and yeah. still continue to be generous, not only with their finances as best they can, but they're generous with their skills, their time, their energy, their enthusiasm, their passions. There's so much more we can do. Mm-hmm. Money is not necessarily the answer.
3: You only need to go into third world countries to look at people who are content mm-hmm. with Nothing. Yeah. Yet they are content. And I just don't think we understand that concept
0: in first world countries. It's so true. I mean, I, I lived in the Philippines as a child mm. and we lived like kings because we were expats. Yeah. And then there were people living in, you know, slums. And I was always amazed that these people had huge smiles on their yes, faces. Yes, that's
3: right. Because
0: you're thinking, what have they got to smile about? But here in the West, you've got a crisis of mental health and all these things. Yeah. And we have plenty.
2: Yeah. So yeah, it's mm. yeah, that's a good point. Well, just a reminder that uh, these um, Marriage and Money seminars are happening over the next week around the country. So we've got uh, one happening this Friday in Adelaide. Uh, These are all in the evening, by the way, so 7.30 to 9 p.m. So Friday in Adelaide, then next Tuesday in Sydney South, uh, then Wednesday in Newcastle and Thursday in Sydney's North. So if you're within driving distance of any of those locations, I encourage you to go to marriageandmoney.com.au. And you're going to be able to enjoy uh, the uh, wisdom and the experience of these uh, three uh, uh, people: uh, Brett and Kate Ryan from Focus on the Family Australia, Alex Cook from Wealth with Purpose. And they certainly will uh, be able to, uh, you know, I guess, sow some seeds because it's only going to be, you know, that uh, that short time, ninety minutes, but sowing some seeds and I guess getting you, you know, on the same page, looking towards uh, the future as mm-hmm. far as uh, marriage and money, and then obviously, you know. Both uh, of you, both of the ministries, Focus on the Family and Wealth with Purpose, you obviously have uh, lots of great resources available uh, through your website and uh, other uh, avenues that you'll be able to explore in those uh, events as well, won't you?
1: Yeah, very much so. And if you've got friends in those particular cities, please encourage them to come along because it'll really help change their circumstances now and into the future. And we'd love to see as many people come and say hey.
2: Yeah, make sure you do uh, say hello if you've uh, heard about it uh, on 2020 today. Uh, but make sure you register for that. Marriageandmoney.com.au is the website to go to, to register for that. And also a reminder on our uh, Vision app, we still have the Marriage and Money uh, uh, live stream that was uh, recorded earlier in the year. That's still available there uh, on demand. So you can go back and watch that as well, uh, I guess just uh, even as a, a preliminary for next week. Uh, to mm. uh, to start to get your head in the right place. So, guys, thanks so much for your input today. It's been great uh, hearing you share and answering questions, and uh, it's uh, yeah been very beneficial. So, thanks again for your time today on 2020. So, Lovely to not. be with
3: you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media.
2: To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.